bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. If you're hearing behind the artist and behind the song stories, you know you've got it tuned to the Mulberry Lane Show. Jumping back in with singer-songwriter Mark Broussard. Talking about the co-writes on his new album, A Life Worth Living. Now you co-wrote a lot of the songs on this album. Did you do most of the co-writes in Nashville? I did. I wrote with a bunch of folks. You know, over the years, I've written with plenty of folks in Nashville. And uh, for this particular project, we set out to find all new writers. Okay. I'm really excited that we reached out. I'm really excited that we didn't go back to the same old bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Although the writers that I've worked with in the past are fantastic writers, I think we got a, a really new, fresh perspective on this project that I was looking for. Uh-huh. And that, that's neat when things work out. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> now, you're on Vanguard Records. You were on Atlantic. So from your experience on record labels, what do you think the role of the label is in today's music industry? That's an interesting question. You know, I think I've seen my share of, of wasted energy. Yeah. And more importantly, I've seen my share of a complete lack of vision from record labels parts. I think, honestly, record labels today, <clears throat> the function should be development of, of real talent, mm-hmm. artist development, but un- unfortunately that's never going to be the case again yeah. whenever we're faced with massive dollars getting spent on dwindling returns yeah. and, and the sales. So luckily I found myself back at, at home at Vanguard. I found a record label that really gets it Okay. in every respect and so we try to keep costs way down in the recording phase you know the long-term outlook is is a lot more profitable right and, and more importantly they allowed me the opportunity to make a record that i wanted to make they really didn't put a lot of pressure on me at all and, and they've supported me at every turn really been instrumental in, in feedback at every turn so if I had any advice for artists out there looking yeah. for a record deal, quote unquote, I would say don't go for big money. Just go for the right play. Go for a place that, that you think you might be able to get some attention as opposed to being just another stock on the shelf. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Good advice. And it's a place where you do have then creative freedom as well. No doubt. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to singer-songwriter Mark Broussard here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, your dad was a musician. Yep. What did you learn about the music business from him? Well, I learned early on from my father that the business could swallow you up whole and spit you out pretty easily. That drugs and alcohol would be a major factor if you you left it. Uh Uh-huh. But my father's interactions in the music business were fairly limited to the South Coast. Okay. His experience was quite limited and, and you know, I was on a steep learning curve uh-huh. whenever I whenever I came into this business twelve years ago. <laughs> but luckily I was raised by some really good folks that instilled a bit of morality at least and I was able to steer clear of some of the more troublesome stories you might hear about in the music business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was there any point that you were waffling between genres, like you didn't know exactly if you should go country or pop or singer-songwriter, alternative? Well, I made a second record for Island Death Jam when I was here. It was about 2006, 
and it was a very soulful, very kind of a R&B record. Uh, that L.A. Reid said I was it was too urban. Huh. Uh, I uh, see. And, and that was kind of a slap in the face to me. I, yeah. I thought, you know, I was well on my way to being the biggest star in the world with a sound like that. Yeah. Fortunately, things took a turn the way they did, and, and I was allowed to grow a little bit more as a man and as a, as a songwriter. So, yeah, for years, I had no idea really what I was doing. Okay. It's not until this record that I had a much clearer vision of what it was that I wanted to do. And, and really, I think the problem was that I was waffling through various genres as opposed to just writing these songs and standing on my own two feet and saying, I don't care yeah. what code it falls under in the store. This is the way that this song should sound. Right. So now, did that come as you got more confident as a songwriter, or did that come from, I'm sick of thinking about it, and I just want to do this? I think it comes more from age and wisdom as a man. Okay. Confidence is definitely, it has something to do with it, but it's not confidence as a songwriter. I've always had a, a level of confidence as a songwriter, at okay. least uh, enough to, to know that I needed to get co-writers. Uh, I think it has more to do with just me, you know, hitting a, a point in my life where I feel very comfortable with who I am in my own skin. I'm, I'm very comfortable with who, who I am in relation to my wife and my children. Uh -huh. I'm really happy with the way that things have turned out professionally for me as well, you know. So I stopped chasing a dream that was really unattainable to begin with mm -hmm. that superstardom that I really never really wanted in the first place yeah otherwise I'd have moved to LA and I wouldn't be married to my high school sweetheart I'd have moved to Los Angeles and dyed my hair and started hitting the gym every day right right so once I realized that I didn't want any part of that one and I, and I wanted the anonymity to walk down the street at you know, with my family down Main Street at Disney World. Uh -huh. That's when things kind of clicked for me as a, as a writer and, and as a performer. That's very cool. And, you know, I think the industry is so divided genre-wise that it's hard to actually make that move where you're like, I'm just going to make my own album with my own sound because the pressure is to make it in a genre. Yeah, well, once again, though, Blake Mills, his record really was inspiring in that regard because... Uh -huh. It's so outside of the mainstream and yet yeah. still very accessible. Yes. This record called Break Mirrors, it's a, it's a beautiful, sonic, wonderful masterpiece of a record. And at the same time, there are whole songs that you, you, you know that the guy's singing some words, but you have no idea what the hell he's singing because, because of the way he treated the vocal in the mix. It's just huh. not loud enough to really discern what the hell he's saying. Oh, okay. And he's using attitude and melody to convey an emotion as opposed to just strictly selling you a lyric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so that whole approach to record making really inspired me for this, yeah. this project. Uh-huh. Gotta go to break. More in-depth musical chat with singer-songwriter Mark Broussard right after this. Keep it locked right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And here's Hurricane Heart off the new album A Life Worth Living by Mark Broussard. I'm rolling stone with a loaded gun
say.